and welcome to this week's episode of the OdaFest podcast. It's me, I'm Nancy, and I'm here with Jay and Angelo. Hello. It is we, the Jay and the Angelo. Indeed. And it's a Nancy. Have news for you. <gasps> so many news. Oh my gosh. A multitude of news, in fact. Coming to OdaFest 2023. Neat. Is a Filipino Canadian music producer and live performance DJ known for his emotive albums and electric live performances that range from gentle piano ballads to synth heavy sample driven indie tronica bangers. His love for future bass and hip hop is infused into his distinctive sample based style that has led him to collaborate and produce music for clients such as Domix, Rogue Origin Films, and Riot Games. And since 2012, Neat has evolved as an artist, and his talent has taken him from Calgary to the United States and Japan, and we are so excited to have him. Get ready for some seriously fierce drag at Odafest. Our lineup includes mixed gender, armed with body glitter and sharp looks. Retro diva Valerie Hunt for an over-the-top psychedelic performance. The dancing diva of Calgary, Dana Hart, ready to shake things up. And Doggy Chow, serving up some horror, camp, and B-movie glamour. The OdaFest Gunpla Hangar is once again hosting a showcase competition with multiple prize categories for you to show off your build skills and creativity. Display your giant robot model kits. Connect with fellow Gunpla fans and win special prizes like the People's Choice Award, the Does It Pay Rent Award, and many others. We've also got a youth category. Register your entry online at odafest.com slash gunpla. And in case you forgot you're on the Odafest podcast... Celebrate Calgary's proudly non-profit anime festival's 25th anniversary with 9,000 fellow fans. Weekend and Saturday passes are expected to sell out, so get yours today to avoid disappointment. Please check out odafest.com slash ticket update for details and explanations for this year's updated ticket policies. Wonderful. Ooh. So much news! We are so close. I'm so excited. It must mean that there's a convention around the corner. I don't yes. know which one. We are yeah. one month away. You are, we are a month away. We are, we are less than a weeks. month. We're 29 or 28 days. So cosplayers, uh, if you haven't started yet, uh, you are going to be having You'll some be starting next sleepless week. nights. <laughs> So is planning. it is it they started planning next week. They're like, "Oh, I'm finally decided on the character I'm going to cosplay." <laughs> yes, yeah, so you'll make a decision next week. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> but we're looking we're looking forward to seeing all of that. It's interesting to me because I feel like the hype for Odafest starts for me when I start seeing other people going to earlier conventions. Yes, you know, once once the con season starts rolling up, once it's Mm-hmm. Once you start seeing like your friends going to some of the the conventions in the southern states where it's already nice and warm, mm-hmm. it's like oh my god, conventions they're happening. Odafest is soon. Yeah. You can also visit us at some of those conventions, like 
Calgary Expo is coming up. It'll be the weekend right after this episode, and we'll have a table. So please come see us. I did forget to put them in, but I believe nor- like normal, we should be able to take in uh, purchases without uh, service fees. So you save a little bit of money on those, and we'll have merch there. and We'll be our normal, wonderful selves there. So come say hi. Come say <laughs> hi. Yeah. I have no idea where we are in the building. <laughs> I mean, it's one building. How hard can it be to find someone? Don't and then... Me. Have you been oh, to that location before? <laughs> I am going to say I'm looking forward to the uh, to that expansion. The, I mean, I think everybody's looking yeah. forward to the expansion, but like, it looks yeah. really nice. And like, with all due respect to convention spaces in Calgary, including our own, like, we don't... Like, like I the, the thing that's coming in... And this is not like con related. It's just the venue is like, it's really nice to see like um, a very premier top level looking kind of presentation space. It will invite a lot more like business and like it's, it does prov- provide like an economic boost. People will want to host their presentations there and go there to, you know, see whoever's coming in and whatnot. Like I remember back when I used to work in live events, Barack Obama came in to speak. He was at the Calgary Saddle Dome. It was kind of sad. <laughs> Not going to lie. Aww, that's... The, the, the venue is just like, hmm, you know? Mid. Yes. <laughs> you know? I'm I see. out of the loop. So is CCEE changing venues then? I have no idea. None of I, us work for CCE. You're asking the wrong people. But, I mean, that said, I know we talked last year uh, about just how different the BMO looked on the outside. Like it just, it looks so different from what I remember in the skyline when I looked up in my like five-year-old self. It's so different. It has a completely different feel to it. I don't know if it's a good thing, but probably almost anything will look better than the old like concrete centric look that well, we Well, you're had talking before. about, so the BMO center is, is. Oh, I understand. The BMO center, just to be clear, is mm-hmm. not the corral, which was what got knocked down. And the corral yeah. used to be an old, like, sportsplex. So it used to host rodeo and the things like, show. I think, monster truck shows and some, like, motocross and uh, the old Calgary hockey team used to also play out of there. But it was also, like, mm-hmm. with all due respect to the history, it was a dump. That stuff got all knocked down. The plus 15 that used to go from essentially the train station all the way over to the Saddle Dome is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like the plus 15 is always kind of a nice thing. But uh, honestly, that was pretty dated. And it was also like an outside plus 15. It was literally just to facilitate people going back and forth. Not to like be warm and and sheltered uh, like most plus 15s actually are in Calgary. For anyone who doesn't know what a plus 15 is. Because I actually do know that this is a thing. It's actually just a skywalk kind of. It's called a plus 15 because it's 15 feet above ground. But yeah, you're right though. The old corral looked and basically felt very mm, grungy and old and outdated. And while you could host events in there, um, it's much nicer that we don't. Honestly, uh, the, the new exhibition hall or whatever it is. I don't know what the actual technical term for their marketing is for that venue, that expansion is, but 
It looks pristine. Yeah, I haven't been down there since. Interesting. <laughs> I haven't been down there since. Uh, I haven't mm. been down there since oh, wow. Beer Fest last year. Normally, I don't really go to CCEE, but I am going to Beer Fest this year. Hell yeah! Uh, I'll be at CCEE this year because I'll be hosting panels. But yeah, even last year, nice. like the just the refaced stuff that they did on the outside looked very different, and and yeah, there was the the knocking down that was happening and. It's a lot of change in the area, and I'm I'm kind of excited to see what it looks like now. I hope so too. Mm. I hope that it looks yeah. all. Honestly, nice. it's a boost to Calgary in general, so it'll be nice. It'll be cool. Man, mm-hmm. other things that got absolutely boosted. So I watched Morbius. You watched, and it. I had a fantastic. You watched time. it alone. I don't know what all these critics were talking about. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't watch it alone at all. I know that for a fact. Jay was there. Just because I was there doesn't mean I watched it. And Dio was there. <laughs> Even though okay. we were at, at my Fair. house planning to watch it. <laughs> you can't prove a thing. You don't know you that. You can't prove a thing. Anything. For the last couple years, for the last couple years, uh, Jay, Dio, and I have had a little bit of a, a tradition going on. It started with one. It's the third one now, but it's already a tradition, I tell you what. Uh, every 420... We will enjoy 420 the way it's meant to be enjoyed by watching horrible <sighs> movies and seeing how much better. But the do you get to watch it once, like before or after, when not experiencing? Why? Good fucking god, no! Why would we do that to ourselves? Well, then how do you have a comparison of how much better it is or not? You don't need a comparison. Sometimes you just need to know that My... things are good as they are. Oh, okay. Right, like. We were enjoying the marijuanas, which are legal, have been legal in Canada for about, what, five years now? I think since 2018, yeah. And uh, I made some wonderful edibles. This is this is part of the tradition. After, after waiting for them to really kick in, we put on Morbius. And all that I really remember about it is that it's just constant Jared Leto faces. It's true. And a lot of, like, homosexual tension. And the problem with and the homosexual Ruth. tension... Is that it's not really tension, it's just lines. Line after line after line where they're together in a scene and it's just like badly written fanfic lines that imply tension. There there are specific memes. I, no, I can't actually say. You can't actually you keep say. A, you keep okay. on going. I'm looking up I'm looking up his stupid lines. In the script. Oh, oh, good. Because they just sound so dumb. <sighs> there are very. I'm, I'm not ready for this. There are very oh. corny introductions to uh-huh. some, to some gay media that this felt at certain points. And it doesn't help cornier. that it's got the whole edgy vampire crap going on. You know, like it does not help. The oh, setting. true. Is, is there any uh, monster archetype that is? <laughs> More gay than werewolves. Like I don't know. Do werewolves? I, I feel like werewolves, werewolves are just are, furry. Yeah, you're not wrong. Still very. Yeah. Okay. I I, I feel like uh, mm-hmm. uh what was it? Interview with a vampire probably started the gay vampires huh. trope, but Morbius definitely played into it. They might not have known they were playing into it, but it was there. It was there. And I don't really remember most of what happened in the movie. Uh, most of us were just like, why is Jared Leto 
Not who is Jared Leto. Why is Jared Leto? Why is Jared Leto become Batman? Why is Jared Leto become Sugar Glider? And then I realized something about the movie. Everything happening in Morbius, everything happening in Morbius was if they took the uh, Incredible Hulk movie from the early 2000s, not the second one that kind of got introduced into the MCU, the first one that uh, people don't like to talk about anymore. The first one that was so absolutely dog shit that uh, it canonically never happened in real life. It was basically that movie, but rewritten to include vampires, to include Dracula, instead of to include Shrek. You know what I mean? I'm going to take your word for it. If the Incredible Hulk was a Shrek-based uh, anti-hero movie... Morbius is a Dracula-based so, anti-hero. I will movie. take your word for it. So I'm re- I'm reading through the script, and I realize that there's no way I can deliver this with the amount of like camp required. But it's lines like, "You have to stop. You have to stop denying who you are. <laughs> we can go anywhere. We can do anything. Let's go." <laughs> there's like <laughs> that. That is literally a line Absolutely. that can be read in a romance tone. But they did it in the Morbius, Morbius tone, which is just tone, really... Yeah. It's no good. None of it's good. <laughs> uh, I've been more uh, than a friend to you all this time, Milo. I had fun, though. Or Milo. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just so bad. Also, that, that, that was a weird... That was a weird uh, thing in the movie. The the main character, the antagonist, Milo. It's Lucian. <laughs> that's not his name. But everyone calls him Milo. Like, they introduce him at the start, and he's like, yeah, my name is Lucian Cumberbatch. I don't know who I'm very English right now. And then Jared Leto's child version is just like, bitch, I'm going to call you Milo. And then everybody in the world just decided, yeah, child Jared Leto is right. This when is the original British name is, is called Milo. Lucian. <laughs> and he sh- but the reason why he called them Milo is because all the other sick kids that came before him, he, he named them Milo too because they just kept on either coming and going, like dying, I guess, or getting adopted or something. I don't know. This is like... It's very annoying. This is like Geralt and naming every horse Roach. But, he, but Roach is Roach. <laughs> but that's still better than apparently naming every sick kid Milo. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Look. Yes. After watching uh-huh. something like Morbius though, you almost need like a a, a uh-huh. media palette yep. cleanser. You know what I mean? No, before something we even go into there. I want to say one of my favorite things that we did after was like we were just sort of bored and trying to figure out if there's anything else we wanted to watch after Morbius. So I started clicking around uh on some random movies. <laughs> Remember there was the one scene so there was like there was like the samurai detective oh, or something like that. What was that movie? Yeah, no, Sheriff Kabuki. Sheriff Kabuki Sheriff. or something like that. That's what it was called. Anyways, Kabuki Sheriff. It's like a very '60s or '70s movie, uh, like clearly shot as well in the '60s or '70s, like not not an imitation of the time. And anyways, at this at one point, there's like this fight scene between. Some goon and I think the Kabuki sheriff and then his and his wife uh, in his bedroom, and then like he knocks out Kabuki sheriff, this goon, 
and then he starts swinging the wife around. But then he swings the wife around, oh and you see in God, the background, that's right. there is clearly like a large <laughs> framed photograph of the downtown co- like core of whatever setting it might be. Let's say it's San Francisco or something. Yeah, the downtown outside of the window is just like a Yeah, like it's print. clearly a print. He throws her into the print, and it becomes a window. <laughs> what? Not only that, the time of day on the outside of the window. When yes, they throw like her it looks darkish outside different. in the in the in the uh, in the photo, and it is clear as day outside. And he oh, like, no. and she like doesn't land. There's like these two people that we sort of see talking earlier. They're not like important to the story. I assume we never really watched it. Oh, those bankers who were talking about. Yes, they were doing coke off the car. car. And you think that they would shoot land on the car. No, she lands on one of the bankers in a really awkward (laughs) way that implies that she came off from the side of the screen as opposed to from top down. It was so good. (laughs) That scene alone was better than anything. God. (laughs) Like, I genuinely love that scene because I love B and C-level movies. Wow. So good. I completely forgot about Kabuki Sheriff until literally just now. And it might not have been called Kabuki. Sergeant Kabuki Man, (laughs) NYPD. (laughs) That's even better. NYPD, that's fucking right. Oh, what a name. 10 out of 10. I know what we're watching Kabuki next year. Man. <laughs> oh, oh. Sergeant Kabuki oh. New York Police Department. What? Oh my god. Yeah, so Sergeant Kabuki Man is not the media palette. I need that. to it's what make I sure. Wait, I need to make sure what day of the year it is next year so that I know for a fact that I can actually make it. Because if it's a stream day. Sergeant. Then it's already off the books, but if it's not a stream day, it's a Monday. It's a s- just reschedule stream for it. Yeah, people will understand. It's really. a Saturday. It's a Saturday next is it a year. Saturday next year, it it's is on. a Saturday next year. I gotta, oh I gotta God. watch the stupid shit with you. Let's okay, go. there's a Wikipedia of Sergeant Kabuki Man. Really quickly, I'm just gonna read off his biography. Home: New York City. Ethnicity: Caucasian. Aliases, Harry Griswold, weapons of choice, chopsticks. <laughs> Occupation, police detective slash superhero. Jesus. Oh, no. Species, human, powered Jesus. by ancient spirit. No, oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Are we talking ancient spirits of the alcoholic kind? Uh, Maybe. Maybe some old sake. Very old. All right. Sake. I don't want to spoil any more because oh, no. it needs to remain pristine. So if Morbius is the worst thing that we've watched this year, uh, not going to lie, Oshinoko has taken the All bangers, I'm telling you. Storm. And honestly, we're just as... We won't talk about a lot we been because we're keeping we it for the we review. We won't mention it. But. We're going to talk about this in the review, but recall, if you will, that during the preview, we all realized that the first episode was an hour and 20 minutes. 80 whole minutes. And that I looked at it and I was like, episodes. that seems like a lot of effort for a first episode when there have been previous series where we struggled to make it through 11 minutes of a first episode. But good Lord, 
every single one of us has actually managed to do it. Normally, we watch yeah. them so all at fresh. once before recording. This is the time where yeah, you I was going to watch it anyway. But uh, Nancy and Jay don't always watch what we talk about. And holy moly, if you haven't watched episode one of Ocean You deserve Oklahoma, it. You, Go treat you yourself. It. You deserve it. An experience. It is. An experience. Bonkers. Um, it is bonkers. It, I, I kind of, you know, so everybody knows this about me. I like to go into any media that I watch with as few things influencing me as possible, which usually means I go into it without having watched anything really, you know, we kind of knew that there was a preview snippet set up for, for, for us to at least be able to be like, oh, this looks interesting. So we knew that just going in. That's it. And so when I tell you that I had no expectations and no, like, predilections of where I thought this might go, I mean it in as much of a way as possible where it's like, I didn't know where this was going to go. And I'm very grateful. I had no idea. Yeah. Like, I'm not nope. going to I'm not gonna say, say anything. anything. I want people to experience this the same way that I did. If you listen to us a few weeks ago... You know what the what the That's all base level is, but even knowing what the base level of the information is does not prepare you. It doesn't prepare you. I want and I want people I to experience about. this precisely the way that I did because it was such such a good experience for me. Yeah, just go watch like, it. It's just this is going to be one of the go anime people set like, aside talking about eighty minutes of your so, time and so go watch. watch this episode, not knowing anything else about it other than what we said in the preview episode. Basically, it's worth the eighty minutes. That's all you it need is. to know. And if you don't yeah. believe, it's a better use mm, of your time mm, than watching mm-hmm. Morbius. Significantly better, but yes. Although Morbius I'm, was I'm now friends, really curious uh, if we were actually right in our preview uh, prediction about how we may have picked out like a really solid set of bangers. Could be. I'm going I think, back. I think uh, we get went all. I'm going bangers. watch some old bangers. I think we went all bangers. I've watched a few of them so far. I'm very optimistic. I'm currently I'm in the process of watching old bangers. I'm watching. Uh, I'm trying to finish up on. Um, uh, 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 Isekai Oji-san. Oh yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, because it did finish. I still it finished. Finish that. It finished. Nancy. Okay. It finally. Okay, they finally go got over that. the. They got over the production hump. Yes. And they pushed oh, out yes. their like twelve episodes or whatever it is. Uh, yes. I'm in. I'm in love with all the like, <laughs> all the silly okay, Sega, Sega jokes. Will, the Sundari, the Sundari elf character that really oh, that likes him, but God. he's oblivious. All of that. There's a there's a new character in there too as well. I won't spoil it. Who it is. But it's fun. Of all the anime that deserve a season two, that are Not almost definitely needs a never going season. to get a season two. If the good, if the content is good the it first time around, you don't it. need more because it could possibly ruin it. It doesn't need it. Isekai Oji-san is but. already perfect. You know, it is exactly what it needs to be, and I want more. I really do. And this is the problem. So I want more. We're never going to get more. But 10 years down the line, the, the, punkies punkies, the monkey's paw might curl and we get a season. The, <laughs> the punkey's ball. 
the monkey's paw might curl a finger. Oh. Isekai Oji-san 2 comes out. And it's by, like, oh. Studio Dean or something. Uh, none of the isekai parts are actually shown. They just show uh, Oji-san, the, the boy and the girl, just sitting at a table, just, just sipping their coffee and going, like, yep. That's what will happen in season two, God. ten years from now, by Studio Uh D. Speaking of watching other bangers, uh, Vinland Saga just finished season one yesterday. That was an unexpected ride. Oh, nice. So... I am going to tell you, season one of Vinland Saga is the prologue. Oh no, here we go. After season one, everything about the story changes drastically. I can't wait. I can't wait. So I would absolutely recommend, season two is still airing right now. Uh, It starts off slow. It starts off really slow. But this is where the story really starts to become itself. So I will confess, I did not watch all of Vinland Saga season one. I was absent for chunks because I needed to like leave to go stream or uh, do some recording or whatever I was up to. Sean was the primary viewer of Vinland Saga season (laughs) one. But every time I was there, I witnessed many, many, many a disturbing scene for me, like disturbing for me. Uh, maybe oh, not yes. disturbing for anyone else who who might be a little more desensitized to it, but disturbing for me. And so I commented on just how much of of like just violence I had seen. And Sean goes, "No, actually, your timing is just really weird because you were there for all of that, but I didn't get a whole lot of it outside of your presence." <laughs> and I sat there and I was like, <laughs> "It's like the show just knew." When when all the violent stuff was going to happen was that when I was sitting on the couch. With season two, the violence is much rarer. That's reassuring. I would say. But it still exists, and when it does exist, it is, for the most part, as rough or as... Uh, as it takes itself as far as it does in the first season. It's just a matter of violence isn't the Kay. focus. In fact, the whole point of the first season is to create a juxtaposition with the further seasons, showing uh, that no, the violence isn't the isn't the point. Every time that violence happens, it's the the, the opposite of the point is the problem that that Thorfinn Good now God. has to fix. I don't know if my heart's ready for season two. I I don't know if I can if I can pick it up right away. I think I need like a palate cleanser. So I'm gonna go and watch some Oji-san. Yeah. Do it. And and possibly go show a few more friends Oshinoko. <laughs> Hell yes. Hey, have you heard Hell of the show? Yes. No. What's it about? No, don't worry about it. Just sit down and watch it with me. Don't worry about it. Just I'm gonna hit play Absolutely. right now. Just just come come on uh, Discord and watch with me. Ah, <laughs> uh, there are some things that I yeah. wish I could just not worry about though. Unfortunately, money has been put down. Money has been spent. It is now no longer something that I can over. just mildly think about waffle over you're going to I'm japan going to let's go yeah, yeah you're going to japan i feel like i am oh dang Jade, you're going Goodbye. to japan <laughs> there are people going. there are people that i have found out but are either in japan like or have come back from japan that i didn't even know went <laughs> there's so many people going this year so the, the funniest thing many. The funniest, the funniest thing is that the more we talk about the, hey, so 
we got flights. Like the more people I tell that to, the more people go, wait, I did too. What day did you, did you buy for? And we are now certainly questioning, are we going to be in the same cities at the same time so we can hang out over there instead of hanging out over here? Yes. So I believe we are Nancy, on the same we're on the same flight. Flight. Flight, sir? I believe so. Once our once our uh once we land, we're probably going in different directions eventually. But I still think it's it's going to be nice having a friend in Japan to uh bounce off of each other, figure out our stuff, get ourselves oriented, and then we can go like go our separate ways and have so our own vacations. We literally really had this conversation just like yesterday. We were just like, you know, it's gonna be really nice to have airport buddies. Because the worst part of the trip is probably yeah. the apprehension on the way over and the disappointment when you come back. And having airport buddies is going to make it so much better. It doesn't even matter if we don't end up meeting up in the middle. But having someone to take the flight with, having someone to bum around in the airport with for those last couple hours before you got to say goodbye to a beautiful country and come home and end your vacation, that's going to be far more valuable, I think. Are you guys going to try and sit together? I mean, if we can, like, yeah. Book seats too? Why not? I don't know if you got. Well, I don't know if. I don't know what tickets you bought. I don't know if that's included or that's something that you have to pay extra for and you're willing to pay extra for. That's what I mean. That would be cool. At the same time, I'm a big guy. Sean's a big guy. If we're in My the dude, same row, our elbows. I know that you've never taken up, a transatlantic uh, or trans Pacific flight, I guess, in this case, but there's something called exit row. You should really look into it. Oh no! I cool. I need to get as that we all. I know that Angela has never been um, on a flight that's over like four hours. Is my guess. My the only flights I've ever been to have been uh, Calgary to, to Toronto, Calgary to Windsor, and then mm. Toronto to Miami. Those are literally the only ones. I'm so excited to be on your first trans ocean flight. It'll be my first time the off continent. the continent. But like, okay, first of all, let's talk about being given, being, being, having, sorry, having the money to buy the privilege to choose your seats in advance, because that's a thing. And that didn't used to be. Your knees it's will think it's a hundred. I think it's either a 50 or a hundred dollar difference. Usually it's a $50 difference per flight per person yeah. to be able to choose a flight wow. in advance. Last time I flew, it was $20 to choose the seat, and I was like, yeah, absolutely, 100%. Give me that one in the exit row that doesn't have so the chair in front of it. I, that's I, I would say that, that for me personally, and I'm not like a huge guy, but I like my space. I think most people would like their space, uh, especially when you're on a 10-hour plus flight. I have two views on it. It just depends on not the size of the plane, but the length of the flight. If it's over three hours, I will absolutely consider buying the 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 seat. Um, meaning, I will choose exit row most likely. Um, the reason for that is basically three hours and above. Um, you know, I can break it down to like if I pay thirty dollars or fifty dollars or whatever for the ability to choose that uh, that seat. It just breaks down to being like, oh, $10 an hour, I am being more comfortable for this long-ass flight. I'm flying to Vancouver like tomorrow as of recording, 
that's an hour and a half. I don't care where I sit. I buy the cheapest tickets. I can cramp up for an hour and a half. It's no different than like a car ride, I feel like. And most of the time, I just sleep anyways. That brief little nap between here and Vancouver. Exactly. Fair. Okay, so um, previous flights that I've taken to Japan were, they always stopped over in Vancouver. So that is a total of four flights, at least. Yes. Goodness forbid anything else were to happen. But four flights. You got to pay 50 bucks per person per flight to be able to choose your seat. Now, I want to make clear, there's two different categories of seat choosing normally. And yes. I'm not talking about there's like the tiers of, of whatever. I'm talking about there are tickets where you can buy the seat with the ticket. What that means is that like the ticket is not just like economy, it's like economy plus. So like you get maybe one checked bag plus your uh, plus your seat assignment. And there's mm-hmm. just like basic super economy, which is like you're sitting where they tell you unless you want to pay an extra 30 to $60 usually. So it really depends. Sometimes you can get a nice like, there's like a seat sale kind of thing. Uh, not literally choosing your seat seat sale, but like the ticket is cheaper and it still includes the seat because that's what happened to me the first time I went to Japan. It was like included the the choice anyways. So sometimes it's nice. not that bad, but there's no guarantee. So if you get your base airfare, you're, like, you're still in economy, but if you don't buy uh, the privilege to choose a seat, like you don't, you don't get that perk. You don't get to choose your seat ahead of time. Even if you check in at the airport together with the people that were booked with you on your itinerary, you can still end up sitting apart from each other. This is true. Yeah, that would be unlucky. It happened to me. And it was just on flights to Toronto and back. Like, we didn't sit together at all. It was dumb. Wow. Uh, that would be unlucky. Because I've got the Steam Deck and me and Dio are going to watch movies on it. All well, yeah, you want to at least sit next to each other, right? But last time exactly. we, we flew to Toronto, we were rows and rows away from each other. Like, if we had shared entertainment, like, no, you're not getting that. When everybody except you opts to buy And leaves, like, one person gaps between them like they do at movie theaters. <laughs> like, seriously. Happens. Yeah. My, my main concerns right now with travel uh, is... Now, I don't know if this is... A, like, I haven't followed uh, Asian airline uh, shenanigans, but, like, recently American and Canadian airline shenanigans have resulted in a lot of delays. Like WestJet is about to go on strike most likely with the pilots union. Um, oh, no. Southwest is South Southwest. There was is, yeah, Southwest is doing something weird Southwest. again where they like, oh, I think no. three or four days ago, they literally canceled all of their departures. Oh gosh. Like, I, I don't even remember again. What wasn't it back in like December? Where well, no, no, no. So, so some, so no, no, no. I mean, that is also another thing is that, itself? Um, because of like the volatility uh, apparently of the um, airplane company market. No, no, no. Like Software. some 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 places are straight up just shuttering. You know, like they they you bought your ticket. You're like, oh boy, I have a trip in one week, and then uh, halfway through the week, they're like, we're no longer a company. <laughs> we have closed. Well, yeah, like, that's a thing that's happened hello? too. Oh. So it's been kind of wild. I I I, I hope like you know I understand. That it is like it's a tough 
business to be in to be completely honest like i don't like they say that most of the time the margins really do suck and i do actually believe a lot of that i just yeah i i just want to think that it would be more guaranteed because like I, i not to be like you know putting myself above it but it's just it travel is an essential thing like it people's livelihoods really do depend on travel um Mm. you know we're talking everything from like fuel to like you know cars and trains planes and automobiles and uh um i just think that it's so wild how volatile the market has been since covid and i just don't know if they're like like if this existed before and i just wasn't paying attention or if it really is just like a post-covid reality kind of thing it seems a lot more volatile than it used to be but i don't know i was a kid back then Kind of true, too. So what I'll do, if for some reason the plane company disappears, I'll drive out to the West Coast. I'll gather I'll gather some sticks tied together a rat. Oh, I thought you were going to like oh, show no. a little ankle that, and that's catch That's not going to go well. I'll corral some sharks and use them to pull the raft across the Pacific. Jay, do we have sharks in the Pacific? Okay. Um, <laughs> yes. Very <Okay>. Yes. <laughs> Okay, I yes. just I gotta make sure like sharks live in a pretty there's, like there's narrow band in the, in the no. oceans. They, do they not? Do they, they, there are sharks that live in the Arctic, my dear. They are all over the place. Yes, yeah. we sharks are all surrounded by sharks. Okay, so if there are sharks everywhere, how are you gonna? I was gonna say that sharks are not a bad choice because uh, sharks have to continually be in motion. Generally speaking, they don't really stop and oh. rest. Um, well, the They're large sharks, males. anyways. Exactly. Yes. They basically, have to that, move that's to that's breathe. a generalism for them that they have to keep moving. Uh, some species, mm-hmm. smaller ones, don't have to so much, but usually the big boys, the ones that you would want your raft to be hauled by, need to uh, need to keep on moving. So you might exactly. as well align them on their way to Japan, <laughs> and then sell them to the fish market, exactly. <laughs> and then have shark sashimi after. <laughs> I would not recommend what it. Even? Sharks pee through I feel their like skin. So, sharks, so I would not way. recommend oh. it. <laughs> yeah. So that's one Wait, of the reasons oh. why we don't normally what? eat shark is because um they they don't really have like a a urethral opening. They actually a lot of their uric acid and other waste fluid actually goes through their flesh and expel through their skin. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't there I a big no thing idea. about some someone Unlucky. who uh posted a video on YouTube of them eating shark and 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 they got in super bad trouble about it. But also, you know, shark is like not very good tasting and that's why. That's there's how a, I learned about that. Well, there's there's like you know like sir strumming, which I believe is some yeah. um that's herring. It's herring. There but it's is like a and fermented. Yes, there is a fermented shark dish. I think that originates out of Finland, but I could be wrong. It's one of the, it's one of those countries uh, like Sweden, Norway, or Finland potentially where they uh, they eat fermented shark, and like, but again, shark is pretty funky because of the uric acid. They literally just let it. They, they dig a pit. They throw the shark corpse in there. They wait like six months and then they bring it back out and they eat some very fermented ammonic shark flesh. 
It's very Yum. interesting. Yeah. Yo, uh, whose idea I had, was they, it? They gotta do. They gotta whose do whatever they can. It? It's the it's was the like, Arctic. I don't man, understand. Shark. I'll be completely honest. I don't understand bad. why anyone lives in the Arctic, <laughs> and we're pretty close to the Arctic as it is. <laughs> Someone was trying to 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 be like, mm. but I'm There's still alive. What can we do to make it better slash worse? What if we let it yes. rot? If if we if we just let it rot for a little while, will that make it taste better? And someone somehow decided, yes, actually, this rotten shark is is perfect. Quickly going back to travel, I had something I wanted to bring up, which is Ugh. you were talking about like planning struggles, like where to go, when, what yeah. to do, where to meet. I want to bring up the one of the most like, and you want to talk about ticket prices, airplane. I before all of that, I want to bring up the most basic struggle of travel of all: packing your luggage. And I yeah. don't mean I don't even mean like. What am I going to bring? Am I going to bring a checked bag? Am I going to bring whatever? I'm talking about the extra amount of socks and underwear that you plan <laughs> to bring. <laughs> because I don't know a single person, even a well-traveled person, where they're like, I'm not going to bring extra clothes for no reason. That doesn't really even make any sense. <laughs> I always overpack. Uh-uh. It's so Always big. overpack. This has been solved. This is a solved issue. There's two different ways that you can go about it as well. The first is you simply stop by a laundromat like halfway through the trip or twice during the trip. That's that's the obvious way. But Disney actually has this covered. You see, you see, there is this one uh, documentary called Big Hero 6, <laughs> and they covered this very real problem of not bringing too much underwear with you. You see the prop the, the way that you do it. You bring a quarter of the underwear you think you would need. And no, Angelo. No. And then inside out. No. And then front and back again. It's somehow that fact of Stan Lee somehow worse than the shark this. Meat fact. Nope. Just nope. <laughs> nope. 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 You, you, you wouldn't wear a single nope. pair of underwear four no. different times Not before cleaning uh-uh. it. But for some reason, Nuh-uh. when you're traveling, you're like, no. I need, like, if you're traveling like 21 days, you're like, I need 60 sets of underwear. <laughs> That's what it feels like. I, I definitely am in the same, like, yeah, I'll go to a laundromat or like hopefully at the hotel or Airbnb has like laundry services. That's totally fine. But like when you're prepacking, especially when you're doing like just maybe three or four days, like you're doing a short travel but you definitely almost double up. Like you're like, what if I need extra socks? I live my life every day not needing extra socks. <laughs> Why do I think I suddenly need extra socks? Yeah, but that specific day you might look. It makes no sense. Pu- when I'm Here's outside the on the everyday. You are going to step in a puddle the one time When I'm time outside every day, there's a technically a possibility where I'm not going to go home in the middle of the day to get extra socks or change underwear. But when I'm traveling, it's suddenly like, yeah, every two days that I'm staying there, I'll need one extra pair or something. It just doesn't make any sense, but it does. I can't get away from it. (laughs) So if you're doing like a short stay, if I was even doing like one week where I thought, you know what? I'm not going to stop by a laundromat. uh, Then I would absolutely be like, I need two extra sets just in case. But when I'm thinking, you know what, I explicitly will be planning on doing laundry while we're there, 
then it's like freeing. If if for some reason you have an incident, that means you have to dip into the next day's uh, underwear supply. Then you the just truth is the that you don't, nobody early. wants to spend time doing laundry when they're traveling. No one wants to do a home oh, chore when they're traveling, especially if you're traveling for fun. You think I'm going to fold that laundry once I'm in Japan? Fuck no. Oh no! I'm going to fold Absolutely it the very not. last day. Just All your to new sure anime fit Everything in the suitcase, just to make sure the suitcase still closed. I will be using it to pad out all of the goodies I'm bringing home with me. But, okay, hold on, hold on. First of all, it's Japan. It's really easy to find. Okay, I am using Japan as, as an explicit example here. So I know this won't apply to everywhere, but it's Japan. It's really easy to find places to stay that have in And that's what I did in Japan last time. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. mentally... I'm still going to pack yeah. extra. I don't know why. I Okay, so my general rule for packing like extra underwear or socks, extra 20%. So I plan to have five-ish days worth of clothing. And then I have an extra 20%. So that actually is six days of clothing. I know I'll do laundry before but that that's exactly days my point. Up. My point here is that even if you say you're going to do laundry while you're traveling, then why are you packing even five days worth of clothes when you could technically just pack three? Because it depends on which places you will but go to. But it's not to say, but whether they, even if they don't because have laundry, you would still, trip, the implication here is that you would still go out of your way to do laundry. So therefore, you might go to a laundromat. The point being is that we're all, what we're all saying, the logic here is clear. Especially to like, you know, you're really traveling to places like Japan or, you know, even if I'm just going to Vancouver or wherever else, I could do my laundry and pack less. Literally, we can pack less. Not not the same, not one outfit for every day, not extra outfits for a few more days. You can literally pack less, but we don't do that. <laughs> Hold on. So let's say if you pack five days worth of clothes for a two-week trip, that means you're doing laundry yes. at least two times, right? Yes. So if you pack four days of clothes, though, for a two-week trip, you are doing laundry still only... No, I think you might have to do laundry three times. Yeah, so the point is that you so have a little bit... So five days is like the magic sure. number. Yeah, five days is the magic number. I've done the math. Five days is the magic number. What doesn't... So, okay, that's just counting for number yes. of underwear and, and shirts, pairs of socks. pants. That's it. It's not actually going to take up that much room. What does take up a lot of room is the actual layers that you have to bring to account for all of the different... I honestly conditions. don't bring that many layers. I just... So I can't... I will I, bring really one sweater, mm, one pair of thick socks... And one pair of not giving a damn. <laughs> That's not how that works. But like, you know, I can't, I I can't just be like, okay. I uh, think it was abroad in Japan. They were talking about one time they went climbing Mount Fuji in the middle of the summer. Oh, no. And they didn't yeah. realize it was going to be less it's than a zero. You can top. see the snow. Oh, yeah. Is <laughs> snow at the top? Of course. It's going to be at least zero or below. So they, so they were climbing this mountain 
Uh, one of them had a sweater. I think it was uh, Connor and and uh, Chris. Of course, it and was they Connor. see guys coming down who are in t-shirt and shorts. <laughs> All right. <sighs> Either way, I don't believe in going for like a ten-day trip and like packing ten days. No, worth nobody of does. Things. Nobody That's should just, be doing that. No, and like. No one should be doing that, but, like, you can, depending on, like, the number of stops, the kinds of accommodations you're going to have, you can plan for, like, a third, a third plus a little bit of that time, and then you just do laundry twice. Yeah. And you count the clothing that you are wearing on the plane when you go. Because you also need the laundry day clothes. Yeah, exactly. You still need to account for the fact that when you're doing laundry that night, you still got to be wearing something. So, like, if you're doing two weeks and you have seven days worth of clothes, that I, means I, you only have to do one laundry trip. math. But because because you want the extras, you might you might pack seven days worth, but say you have five days just as in the, just in case. And you're and still you gonna pack extra socks. But if you have and anything underwear. less than that, <laughs> you just will yeah i don't know not too much i think for me it's honestly just the different number of layers i'm gonna need because i'm gonna need a lot i know that i'm like that even in like regular everyday living in calgary yeah true the secret is to have really packable things and i think it's time to pack up this episode of the ofs podcast see you next time i'm booking my flight out of here on an assigned exit row seat. <laughs>